0: Hi everyone, just a little heads up that this week's episode of It's A Lot contains some content that may be distressing to some listeners. I'll be talking about suicidal ideation, sexual assault, violence against women and allegations of murder. If this raises any issues for you, please reach out to Lifeline on one three one 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 four, or follow the link to more resources in the description of this episode. Now enjoy the show. There's so much that's happening. Oh, God, we better get cracking. Okay, let's do it. Hey, everyone. Oh, my God. So much has happened. I feel like I haven't recorded in forever because we've had a few backup episodes because I was being lazy, um, but also because I had things. I'm a busy girl. I'm a busy girl. So I've moved in finally to my house in Sydney, kind of. And I just want to I want to have a gripe about something. I have a gripe about something. Do I want to have the gripe? No. Do I want to air the gripe? Yes. Also, I'm severely hungover. I came into the studio downstairs, vomited in the bathroom in the lobby, came upstairs, told Elise, went into the studio, then vomited again, saw um, Fitzy on the way. He gave me a kiss on the cheek and I was concerned that he would see, uh, he would smell the vomit on my breath, but he didn't. I, I said, I'm so sorry, I'm about to go vomit, Fitzy. Good to see you, babe. Fitzy from Wip, Fitsy just so you all know. Not just a random man walking around Nova Studios. So I have a Powerade next to me. I have Pringles next to that. And I also have a Choccy Milk, an iced chocolate, which I think is primo for a hangover. Thank you. Hey, back to the issue that I have. I'm very, very angry about this. And he knows it, so it's okay that I say it publicly. Although whenever Danny does things, he says, can you please not put this on your podcast? (laughs) And I say, everything is content, baby. Everything is content. Grow up. Okay, so I got a daybed from Ikea. I obviously didn't want to put together it myself. I didn't want to put it together. I didn't want to have the energy expelled. I wanted to just pay someone on Airtasker to put the thing together. You pay them like 80 to $100. They do it. They're really fast. It's easy for them. It's, you know, it's good for the economy. We're stimulating the economy. I also don't have to do anything. I told Danny this and he was like, no, I, like I'll be really mad if you pay someone money to do that because like I want to do it. I was like, okay, but like no because I, you know, there was a big back and forth and eventually he was like, please, like I actually will be upset. I enjoy doing Ikea furniture. I enjoy it. It's like it's like adult Lego, he said, quote unquote. That's sick. That's actually twisted but I was like, okay, yeah, gross. And I was like, okay, but the thing is someone else took like an hour and I, just, I want it just up and done. I don't want to have things half finished in my house. Do we see where this is going? Do we see where this is going? So I, don't, I just want it done. I'd rather just pay someone to get it done. And because men are always like, oh, I can do it. I'm a so, so I don't think you can't do it. It's just someone will do it better than you and faster. And also then I don't have to like I have to help you. And he's like, no, nah, you don't have to help me at all. I was like, okay, great. I literally had a nap while he was trying to do it because I was like, bitch, I'm not fu- – you told me you don't have to help. I'm not fucking helping. I sat and ate a brownie at one point and watched him like sweating with like blistered fingers. He goes, I can do it in under an hour. Under an hour. A day bed with a rollout. Under an hour, this man thought. And I said, you have to go to a wedding, do a wedding this afternoon. You're going to have to like quick smart. He starts at 2 p.m. I have a nap. Bye, bitch. 3 p.m. I come in. He's like, just put the wheels on the rolly thing. I'm like, bitch, this is not going to happen. This is the hour done. Anyway, hour, another hour later, he's like, put the frame together. It's not fully done. Anyway, now it's three days later and I have a fucking – is it three days later? Yeah, and now I have a fucking half-made day bed in my office – this man is too busy to come and finish, and I'm like, now, I, now it's weird to get an errand person. It looks like I failed, and I can't be like, hey, like uh, my friend, he 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 started making this daybed, and then he he didn't finish it on time, and I'm being annoyed. like, because Danny will finish it, he will finish it, but now it's a matter of time, and that's my gripe for the te- for the day. I'm fucking angry about it. It actually, I called mum to complain about it the other day because she's like, how Sydney? I was like, it's great except for one thing, the fucking daybed, the fucking daybed. Danny is my favourite person, ATM. But he's something nice. That's why I say ATM. He's something nice regarding this David. He is literally my favourite person in the world. I spend every day with him. But this is risking it all. I'm fucking frustrated, and I tell him this. I told Tully and him last night the reason why I'm hungover is because I was with Tully and Danny last night for dinner. And it's just it seems that no one else agrees with me. So if you have if you feel this way, can you please yeah me and let me know because I feel like this is ridiculous. Am, am I being dramatic, Elise?
1: No, you're not being dramatic.
0: It's annoying, right? Like when men are like, I can do it. And you're like, but can you though? And will you? Will you? Will you do it? No, you just wanted to know. And also, you shouldn't be spending your money on that. But my time, okay, napping time, I would pay $80 to have it done in an hour and have a nap all afternoon, a guilt-free nap. I was feeling guilty while napping. I was feeling guilt for not feeling guilt for napping. And he, he put me through emotional torture. That's what he did. I'm actually really mad about it. I feel like I want to call him now and see what he says the timeline is on the on the day bed. Let's see if he answers. If he doesn't answer, no, actually he'll be hungover as well. We had a very weird night last night. Oh my god, I hate when he doesn't Oh. Oh my <laughs> <laughs> I'm just on the podcast talking about the fucking day bed.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh no!
0: I'm just wondering what the ETA is on the day bed for the people.
2: Um, I'm gonna come up to uh, I'm gonna come up to your house shortly,
0: babe. I'm recording the podcast. You can't.
2: Oh no! Well, um, look, I- I've got one more hour, and it will be made. You think and one more hour? Give me. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw out an hour and a half. Okay. Like it's a, a joyous thing for me to build, to create. I'm like an artist. Give me a chance
0: to create. Oh my god, it's a fucking Hemnes, not a fucking I don't know Van Gogh. Is that it? Was that a oh god? You're gonna mansplain Van Gogh to me?
2: No, it's actually a Hemnes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I was just complaining to the people that I call you to get an update. Sorry, look, um, hour and a half. All a right, break. I'll call you when I'm home, Funny. and then you can come and fix it for me. An hour and a half. Do so you think today it'll be done? <laughs> Yes. Fuck off. No, it won't. Yes! Okay, bye, bitch. Fuck him. He's so cute.
2: Over 70 members of parliament, female members of parliament, both Conservative and Labour, came out and called out the... ..the colonial undertones of articles and headlines written about Meghan. Yet no-one from my family ever said anything over those three years. That hurts.
0: Okay, so I haven't seen... I'll admit... I haven't seen the Meghan Markle interview because I feel like I've seen it all via TikTok. I've seen it all in snippets via TikTok or Instagram or whatever. I've also seen the memes. Like, you know, I've seen it. I get the main points. Basically, shock horror, the royal family's fucked up. Wow. As though we didn't fucking know. As though we'd have we've seen the crown. We've seen the crown. We know they're fucked. We know their lives suck. We know they're fucked up. We know they're racist. We know they're very old fashioned for no reason. They don't want to change. And they were concerned about the colour of little Bibby Archie's skin. Disgusting. Really fucked. But also, who do we think did it? I think it was I think it was William. I think, allegedly, 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 I think didn't Harry tell Oprah off camera that it wasn't Philip or Elizabeth. Sorry, the Queen. Yeah. It wasn't those two. Or do you think it was Charles and Camilla? I mean, Charles is like literally the, a gremlin of a human. Like, you know, Elizabeth and Philip, I don't know much about them personally. We're not, we don't hang out that often anymore. We've really drifted. But Charles, we know he's a massive fucking dickhead as per the way he treated, rest in peace, baby cakes, Princess Diana. Right. I think it was, also, I don't know, I feel like it's William because they have a big rift. They have a big rift those two and I feel like maybe this is what created it or maybe William was silent when we had a meeting with like all the boysies and oh my god me creating I should be a writer for the crown maybe they had a meeting maybe they had a meeting just the boys boys day boys club and they were like we need to talk to you about Archie but uh, unborn baby at the time and they said that disgusting thing and maybe William was silent and Harry said fuck you guys I don't know I know. That's just what I think. Anyway, so uh, we all saw that, not including me. We've all seen snippets of it. <laughs> this is a fucking mess. I'm swung over. We've all seen snippets of it. And then Piers Morgan is just a piece of shit. Apparently, he used to have a close personal relationship with Megan Markle, whether that means she would do media favors for him because he was not he was, he was okay to her on the media when she was very popular. Because there was a time when Megan Markle was beloved by the British public. And then one day, they decided that it was Megan versus Kate and it was like they must hate each other and like there was like bratty Megan and then there was like wholesome Kate there was like a Madonna whore thing going on in the royal family also I think because Harry was always naughty Harry and he was always the one that got all all the media scrutiny and then he grew up and was like a really nice normal guy and maybe party Harry was just him being a normal 19 year old at the time and wanting to not be in the royal family you know like we all loved Harry we all loved Harry the whole time but maybe that's why he's grown up to be just like, a. Nor- he seems pretty normal for a prince. Like, obviously not like by a normal standard, but for a prince, he seems pretty normal. And he's like really hot. So it's like, we love him. Anyway, so, Piers Morgan obviously apparently used, ha- used to like Meghan Markle, whether or not it was because they actually had a friendship, I don't think so. He probably was just doing media favor vibes. She'd come on the show when he requested because he has a big platform. he then had a falling out with her. They stopped talking and then he started ripping on her. Sounds like something that happened to me, which I will not name because it gives that person attention. But he then started, like, hating on her. What did he say? He was having a conversation with a co-anchor. Let's get it up.
2: This is a two-hour thon of our royal family, of the monarchy, of everything
0: the Queen has worked so hard for, and it's all been done. How is the Queen? what has the queen worked hard also of our monarchy what did the monarchy do I think we should abolish the royals let's get rid of them I think we should just you know control delete this bitch and get rid of it I like of our queen who worked so hard how did the queen work hard yes the queen was a female leader in a time in which women were not really respected she was a very young monarch but how about we just get rid of the monarchy like then she wouldn't have had to have worked hard worked hard for what also, what do they get? Okay. It would be much easier, if this was all a lie, it'd be much easier for Harry and Meghan to just stay in the royal... F- if none of this is true, if they're making all this up, they would just stay in the royal family where they get security and money and they are able to be happy, happy like Wills and Kate? Like, if that was how their experience, why would they just randomly decide to leave? What, bitch? Honestly, I think we should abolish the monarchy. I, 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 truly, like... What do they do? Like, yeah, they bring in lots of revenue for tourism. But we could just visit, like, the abandoned Buckingham Palace. Like, what is the Queen up to? You know what I mean? Also, apparently, Charles, I will heard this on Rosie Waterland's Just the Gist podcast. Love that podcast, guys. If you want a new one, listen to that. She was saying, apparently, Charles wants to have, when he becomes king, us having a king. Ew, there'll be a man on the coins. Uh, I think we should just get rid of it for now. Just get rid of it. For now. Just for Charles's reign. Just pause it. Just pause it. But um, apparently he wants to make the royal family smaller. Everyone keeps their titles, but apparently only if you're like in the direct line, you get to be involved in royal family shit. And it's like, oh, thank you, Charles. I get to live in a stuffy old palace with dark burgundy velvet everywhere. Oh, only if I'm in the direct line. Also... Charles, if they only kept the direct line, bitch, you wouldn't have been fucking king. Because your grand uncle abdicated the throne, motherfucker, because of the same thing that Harry's doing. History is repeating itself. Do you know what I mean? Like, if you only want the direct line involved, you wouldn't be involved, bitch. You actually aren't the direct line. What's his name? Prince Edward, yeah, King Edward, that abdicated the throne. This is a bit of a history lesson. King Edward abdicated the throne because he wanted to marry this woman called Wallace or something. She was American. Watch The Crown season one. She was American. They went away. Also, there's just this about that. It's really, really good. They went away and then his brother, King George, became the king and he had a speech impediment. Have you seen the king's speech? Yeah, another reference love that. And then Queen Elizabeth was his daughter. So in fact, Queen Elizabeth shouldn't have ever been queen. But now she is and like I mean she's fine. She's fine, whatever. But it's not act like Harry and Meghan leaving the family isn't a normal thing to do when you're being racially abused, you're having suicidal thoughts and you're not being offered help. In fact, you're begging for help and they're not giving you help. Also, when you're getting absolutely torn to shreds by the public and the media, for just marrying someone that you love. Naughty Harry. And it's because it's easier to have, it's easier to have this narrative that the black foreign woman, who's also successful in her own right in a career, who's, like, very intelligent, who's always spoken out on feminist issues. Like, she – do you know Meghan Markle wrote a letter to that cleaning company when she was 12 years old? I don't know if you guys know this, but this is why I love Meghan Markle. When she was 12 years old, she wrote a letter to a cleaning company that said it was, like, the best cleaning for mums or something. The best product for mums and she wrote a letter and was like, why isn't it for parents? And they changed their slogan because of little like 12 year old Megan Markle.
1: It's the first time little Megan Markle was on TV and she was a firecracker even at age 11. I don't think it's right for kids to grow up thinking these things, that just mom does everything. Many years later, Megan spoke about the ivory dishwashing liquid commercial. At the age of 11, I had created my small level of impact by standing up for equality.
0: We love her. So she's always been outspoken. She's always been really intelligent and poised. And she's obviously fucked up beautiful. She's a successful actress. She's independent. And it's easier for the tabloids to sell tabloids and clickbait on her being the villain. And it's it's her versus Kate. Because Kate is the British Rose. And she is just, you know, Kate's like Liam Hemsworth. What do we know about their personalities? They're just, they're just there. And because the royal family are just to be seen and they're just ornamental. Because they're just nothing. They're just beige. They're literally beige. Uh, Okay, so Piers Morgan doesn't believe Meghan Markle. Also, I reposted this tweet that was very true on my Instagram. That was, Meghan Markle won't see your tweets and your comments saying that she made up her suicidal ideation. But people that have had suicidal ideation will. Right? Basically, it's like she's not going to see it, but people that actually in your life have tried to commit suicide or have, have mental health issues are going to see that and think that you think everyone with mental health disorders is making it up or with suicidal ideation is making it up. Why that is like, why would she make that up and make up that she had suicidal thoughts and no one helped her? Like, for what? what is she getting out of this? Yes, they're getting paid for the interview, but they have to get paid. They didn't get paid for the interview. So, why would they do it if it wasn't fucking true? But if it wasn't true, if it wasn't true, Pierce Morgan, where's logic? It's like people say she's lying about sexual assault. But why? Why would you like what? What do you get from that? Shall we continue, Pierce Morgan's Storm off. Has she said anything about you since she cut you off? I don't think she has. But yet you
2: continue to trash her. Okay, I'm done with this. No, no, no. Sorry. No. Uh, abso- Sorry. Do you know
0: what? That's pathetic. You can trash me, maybe. Not my. No, own no, no, talk. no. no. I'm, you later. I'm being. So- Sorry. Can't this do is this. Absolutely diabolical behaviour. So. What's happened here is Piers Morgan has taken a leaf out of Donald Trump's book in being an absolute petulant child at the questioning from someone who is obviously intelligent, his colleague is respected, but also is a person of colour and is saying to him, This happens, this is real, what you have to say to it. All he says is go, Yeah, right now, nah, can't do this, can't do this, I'm off, see ya, not on my show, not on my show. Just because it's your show, Piers, people may not have in the past questioned you. In a thoughtful, brave way like this man has, maybe they have. They actually probably have, because you're a fucking dickhead. But <laughs> I feel like this is something on something like race that I think Pierce is is well aware that he does not have the correct lived experience to be able to speak on this. He doesn't have the lived experience that would allow him to say, no, but in my experience, if he was like, if he was to say anything back, it would be completely uneducated, it would be completely fucked, and it would be racist, to be speaking over a person of colour who was telling him, this is legitimate, and seeing that helped me and comforted me in some way knowing that someone else went through that, particularly in the royal family. He can't handle it, he walks out, he quits. Then, like, the next day, ITV release, who were the producers for the show... Release a statement saying that Pierce won't be returning, that they've had a conversation with Pierce and that he's decided to not return to the show, which in my opinion means he was fired. That wording is he was fired. The wording is like, Pierce Morgan has let me get it up. Oh, I saw Pete Evans the other day, speaking of people that I don't like I saw Pete the other day in Bondi and Danny had to like hold my wrist so I wasn't going to go and say anything to him. He's a dickhead too we should do an episode on him. <laughs> Okay, so the, the, I've got the quote here. Good morning, Britain. Following discussions with ITV, Piers Morgan has decided now is the time to leave. Good morning, Britain. ITV has accepted his decision and there's nothing further to add. He's not decided to leave. He'd be on a um, mega, mega paycheck. Like, he'd be on a lot of money. And he also enjoys writing people up. He's a sick fuck. So, Alicia's made a really good point. I'm not going to try and claim it as my own. She was saying, remember how when Pevins, Pete Evans... We call him Pevins around here. When Pevens left Channel 7, he then went off the rails because he came, he was in a place that was like, he was like the kooky, he was a bit kooky, a bit weird. Like, you know, his weird, like, diet things that he would put forward, but it wasn't full conspiracy theorist off-center moments, anti-vax. And then the second he left, he had no more rules. So Piers might do the same thing. But it feels like Pierce is the type of person to go not into conspiracy theory land, into like full-blown racism land. That's what this feels like. That's a good point. He might start his own podcast. He'll start his own podcast. <sighs> Although I'm glad he isn't. he's on Good Morning Britain anymore. He shouldn't be on a morning show. And That's that. Okay, so something that's happened since the last time we recorded is the awful alleged murder of Sarah Everard in London. She was a 33-year-old marketing executive, and it obviously causes huge uproar among women and advocates for women about how we shouldn't need to protect ourselves when we walk outside at night, and we shouldn't need to be fearful uh, of men consistently, as we all are. I mean... How many fucking times <laughs> like how many times does this have to happen and us to have the same conversations over and over again and for nothing to change? Or this just keep it just keeps happening. It just keeps happening. And it's weird how certain murders get picked up. Like this is not this is not the only women that are getting murdered. There's these women that we can remember like Eurydice Dixon and Jill Maher it's not that they're the only women that have been murdered walking home at night. It's just they're the ones that we hear about or they're the ones that are picked up probably because they're white women and they fit into the category of, you know, oh, she was so talented or she was so beautiful, therefore their life is worth more. Um, But there are women that are being killed and trans women, a lot of trans women that are being killed and people that are in the LGBT community that are just being killed walking down the street. This happens so often. And the majority of cases is it is done by a man. I'm just, I'm really fucking sick. I'm sick of having to constantly be scared. I feel like once you get to a certain age, once you get to a certain stage of development as a woman, as a girl, when you're from about, for me, it was like when I was like 10 or 12, you start to get cackled. You start to know that that your body and how you dress is taken as an invitation by some men to speak on your body and speak about what you're doing and wolf whistle at you and intimidate you as you walk by. Every time I walk past a group of tradies with my friends, I like hold my breath because you know they're going to say something. Every time I get into an Uber, I tell people where I am. Every time I get home... From being out, I check that no one's following me into my apartment. Every time I get something delivered to my house, I don't open the door because I'm scared that someone's going to murder me in my house. Every time that I walk anywhere at night, I mean, I don't, actually don't. I actually don't walk anywhere at night. I actually don't. And men don't have to think about these things. Men don't have to think about, you know, the classic thing of putting your keys between your hands or wonder if it's if it's safer or more dangerous to have a weapon. There's all these arguments about that. I mean, my ex boyfriend after the Eurydice Dixon murder, I was very upset. I mean, not that that's weird, but I was I was crying for like days about that. And I think just because she was around my age and I think it was like we all do these things subconsciously and we're kind of taught from when we're younger. I mean, I had a single mother, so I like my whole family are women. So it's just, you know, it's a normal thing that we do and maybe it's learned behavior from watching our mums and watching our aunties and our older sisters. But you really see when she was murdered, it was like, it felt like it was like one of our, like one of our friends and it felt like it could happen to any of our friends or to my sister or to anyone. And like, we've always known this and we've always been protecting ourselves in a certain way because we do think that it could happen to us or to our friends. But, I know, Sarah feels kind of similar. I was I was um looking at photos of Sarah and getting quite upset in the Uber here because I was thinking about, like, my sister, um, who's in London right now, just wanting to be able to walk home because you can't afford an Uber or because you don't want to get an Uber, you just want a nice walk at night, and um getting kidnapped and murdered by a police officer, allegedly. I, d- I, I don't... I don't even know what to say anymore about it. I feel like everything that has to be said has been said. I mean, we the thing is, how do we get home from places being safe? We can't walk at night. Let's say it's 2am, you need to get home. You can't walk home, even if it's down the road. I mean, Danny lives literally like three blocks from me and I don't walk home from his house. Where at nighttime, I'll get an Uber. So you can't walk because someone could snatch you off the street and murder you. We can't get an Uber because they're strangers. You can't get a cab because the amount of times that I've been in a cab or an Uber and felt so uncomfortable by the driver saying something. Um, So you can't get an Uber, can't get a cab. We can't get any of those little motorised scooters or anything. So the only options are to have a car and drive home by yourself or get your friend to pick you up That it, that's entirely safe. I'm just fucking angry and I'm, and I'm scared and I'm upset and it, It happens time and time again and I think maybe it's easier to know the fact that women and people, minority communities, particularly the LGBT community, are murdered on an intellectual level. Like it's easier to just be like, yep, this is the thing that happens and we protect ourselves and when someone catcalls you, your options are either to be quiet and reinforce their their behaviour, or to yell back like I did the other day out of my car, I screamed at some tradies and told them that they were rape culture inducing cunts out of my window because they were catcalling me from in my fucking car. They were catcalling me and I uh, – and they fucked them. And they were laughing and I was like, fuck you. Like, fuck you, you, you rape culture inducing cunts. So the options are to either talk back – and the, but then you put yourself at risk. Like even I was in my car and I was like, oh, these, these men could come and like get me in the car. Like we have to – be aware of our surroundings. We have to walk home. We kind of, you kind of eat two earphones in when you walk home because you're scared something coming up behind you. Gotta make sure you got your keys. Do you have a weapon? Do you not have a weapon? People say not to have a weapon. I, I, it's fucked. It's like every woman that we know is like constantly at risk when you're not with a man. Like even when you're in a group of women, you still are fucking terrified. You have to be with a man who's strong enough to. T- to protect you? Like that's kind of the only real option that we have. Like I like, I don't know what else, yeah, I don't know what to say about this. Like I don't know how how many times we can say this. And yeah, we can say like we can say, "Oh, we need to teach men to not rape and to not murder." Totally. And I think a lot of like men's rights activists are like, "As though we're teaching men to rape and murder." Yeah, we are. We have rape culture. Catcalling. We have women being objectified. Women being ignored and silenced and also men ha- feeling a lack of control and power and taking it out on women and murdering and raping women. We do not overtly tell men to rape and murder women, but they are allowed to get to that point. There are jokes that men say in locker room talk. There are TV shows. There are There's people like Pierce Morgan reinforcing ideas that allow men to think it's okay to objectify women, and that can lead down a very slippery slope to raping and murdering women. This is why it's predominantly people that are vulnerable. And then men's rights activists will say, well, more men get murdered. Yes, by men. Men are doing the murdering. This is the issue. We're not talking about, oh, well, women get murdered more. We get murdered more by men. The issue is the interpersonal relationship with men and women and the power they feel or the justification they feel for raping and murdering women. It's the victim blaming that comes when women report sexual assault. It is people saying that they're not telling the truth when they report sexual assault. It is men not calling each other out when they say fucked up things about women. It's even and not that this is women's responsibility, but it's even like I know men have said fucked up things around me at work and because they're your bosses, you can't say anything when they say fucked up things to you or about women. It's this culture we live in that continuously perpetuates the idea that women are objects and women are, what the fuck even are we? Like, how do men see us? I'd love to get in the, the brain of like a Piers Morgan and see how he sees women or of Donald Trump. Also, so glad I'm talking about him anymore very much because now he's just like playing golf in Florida. <sighs> anyway, this will continue to happen until we have very slow changes in our culture and until people that you know are calling out and being called out on their bad behavior. If you have a boyfriend and he says sex is shit, call him out on it. There's so many girls. And it's not their fault for their boyfriend's behavior. So if they call out their boyfriend or their boyfriend's friend's behavior, they're like, oh, like I'm being like a party pooper. Like I feel that way sometimes. I feel like I'm like the crazy feminist. I mean, it's more important to call out this behavior in like a calm and precise way and say, this is why what you're saying is wrong. Can you actually not? Can you rethink that? Then maybe we'll have some sort of changes. But until we all start doing that, I'm not sure what the fuck's going to happen. I just don't know. I just don't know how we're going to stop. Women being murdered, I and mean, we're never going to stop it, are we? But I just feel like it's it's just continuously reinforced that women are objects and men have the power. And I even had a uh, like I guess a friend, someone that I've met once, but we like talk via Instagram. He messaged me a little a couple of days ago, and he was like, "Hey, I just want to ask you something about sexual assault." So a few of my female friends have told me recently that they were sexually assaulted by, like, different people. He's in, like, media and he was like, and I know some of the people. I didn't know if they were, they were his friends, but he was like, I know them and, like, I interact with them. So like, is me not calling them out publicly supporting them? He was genuinely asking, he was like, I don't know what to do with this information and I don't know if this is going to shame them. And I was like, well, first of all, make sure that they want their sexual assault to be public knowledge. I mean, that's the biggest thing is it's like women are like – if a guy ever fucking touches you, I'm gonna fucking, I'm gonna fucking beat him up, babe. And it's like, how about you just like call out your 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 boys when they make sexist jokes, dude? Like then that would stop the whole culture that we're in. Don't do that. Don't like put a like sexual assault on show unless she unless she shares it, and then you can like reshare it. But I was like, the biggest thing you can do is just talk to them. If they're your friends, if it's like your brother or someone close to you that you think you can change their mind and you can explain to them why what they did was so fucked up and talk to them like, what the fuck was this man? Like, I mean, I would cut them out of my life. Have a conversation with them. Like it isn't about like showboating and be like, yeah, like let me post on my Instagram and like and like ruin their career and like like yes, I shouldn't have careers, absolutely. But to have actual meaningful change, we need to have conversations behind closed doors as well as publicly sometime. But I think the most important thing is the behind closed doors conversations that are had between people, from small things to sexist jokes all the way through to sexual assault. Uh, so yeah, obviously the death of Sarah Everard is fucking tragic and sad, and I'm sure. A lot of you have shed a tear about it because of what it means for the state of the world and for the place of women and feeling like we're just going in circles. Like it, just, it just feels like you're at to see Dixon all over again. So, yeah, have your cries. Have a cry. It's okay to cry about it. And just call people out if they say fucked up shit. But also don't put yourself in danger. This is the catch-22. Call people out if you are close to them. Bit harder in public. If you want to do it, if you want to scream at people from a car like I did, I mean, give it a go. It was quite cathartic, uh, but that also put me in danger. So you know, it's a, it's a hard thing to do. It also isn't really up to women. I don't think. I think it's up to men to call each other out because men, unfortunately, only listen to other men. Oh my god! Also, this Daniel Sloss thing that's going around. So Daniel Sloss is a um, I think is a I think he's a Scottish comedian. I think I saw him at Edinburgh Fest anyway. Don't make it about you, Abby. So he has this, uh, I think it's a Netflix special, and he's talking, he has this monologue about rape and how he's everything he's saying is amazing. He's like, you know, I knew this man for eight years and he did it. He raped my friend. And, you know, it's not, its you know, people say he's such a good guy. He couldn't be abusive. He couldn't assault a woman. Anyway, it's an incredible monologue and it's really great. and It's going around the internet. I think it was on TikTok. Someone uploaded it. And then obviously with the death of Sarah Everett, then, It's gone even more
2: viral. 97% of rapists will not spend a single day in jail. That is a real statistic. That is fucking abhorrent. So how do we fix that? How does society, how do we fix this? How do we stop this happening? It's all I've been thinking about for the past year, over and over and over again. How do you fix this? How do you stop this? How do you prevent this from happening? And I've got no answers, man. The only thing I can think of is it has to involve us. And by yaz, I mean men. Now, to the women in the room, I know you know this. None of this is new information to you. You've lived your life, you've got your experiences, and your voices are more important and necessary in this discussion than mine. That being said, I would still like to lend my voice to the discussion. And to the men in the room, I want to make something crystal clear. This isn't an attack. I'm not accusing you of anything. And more importantly, I'm not accusing your friends of anything. I'm just trying to tell you my experience, and this is my experience. I knew this man for eight years, and he fucking did it. There are monsters amongst us and they look like us. If you are sick of the narrative that is currently going on about men, feel free to change it, but you have to get
0: involved. Totally, absolutely. Daniel Sloss, great. I think it's pretty old as well, the special. But I just find it interesting (laughs) that it takes a man for everyone to be like, wow, isn't this an amazing thought? As though women and people of the LGBT community haven't been saying this forever like pretty much word for word what he's saying and what he's saying is correct and I love it I think it's so great and I'm glad that that message is going viral but I just found it very interesting that that's going viral and we're believing him and we're understanding what he's saying because he's a man doing this like I just I don't know I found it a bit yuck and everyone's like everyone's praising Daniel Sauce. yeah love him he's so funny I love him I think he's great but like We've lit- we've been saying this for fucking years. We've been saying this probably since before I was born. Probably in like the 1800s has been being said by women. And now we're like, wow, this Scottish man, he's had a thought and we should all listen to him. No hate on him, though. I do want to go watch a Netflix special because it looks really good. But that's just my thoughts. Okay, now let's just brighten it up with some Nightmare Fuel. Oh, my God. That's horrible. I can't believe you did that. What the fuck? Would you mind just not going out with him again? Yes. Now, Elise looks through all my emails and finds the best ones because she's an amazing producer.
1: Oh my god, stop it! Okay, so I have two stories, and you can use whichever one you like. Um, first one's short and sweet. I finished having sex with someone. Um, didn't know this at the time, but it was actually the first time he'd actually come from penetration. It's quite nice, isn't it?
0: The first time we'd come from penetration. Why are you looking at me, Elise, like this is gonna this is gonna develop into something fucked?
1: I'm just here for the ride, the baby. The first
0: time he'd come from penetration. Did he have um you know, death grip? How some men have death grip where they I think it's a Dan Savage term, where they have been masturbating for so long and they get used to the, the strength of their hands that no vaginal wall could imitate was, their hand, their strong hands, so like they're like used to being gripped really
1: tight. Maybe he had that. That would have been important to know in context. But anyway, he finishes and he rolls over and he just goes, <sighs> did big come?"
0: one of those things, though, where, you know how like sometimes you try to say something and it, like, did, like, did he, tr- maybe he was trying to ask you, did you come? And he was saying he didn't become, did become. This is like, okay, I was talking the other day to my friends. Guess he was there. Of course, it was Danny, because we don't leave to the side anymore. It was Danny and his friend, um, DJ Hookie Tom. And I was talking about, I think <laughs> I was talking about someone that I used to sleep with who would, like, and my, and my other friend's boyfriend has the same thing and I thought it was a normal thing that men did because I've had my accounts and I've also had supporting evidence. I've had a primary source tell me in the biography that this happened to her as well. Have you ever, Elise and dear listeners, had a man suck on your nipple and go, <laughs> Mama. Mama. <laughs> Did big come. Is that not normal? And like not not even like a sexual way, it's in like a funny way. Like Oedipus energy. No? At least you haven't. At least tell me you have.
1: I mean nothing is You no, have! No, nothing is not everything is nothing is normal. That's no. what I would preface with.
0: No, I and mean, but not 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 necessarily I'm not saying it's a sexual thing. I'm saying in like a in like a comforting
1: way. I've never had that. Mama. Oh yuck. But that's because probably I was very very drunk when I had a lot of sex in my early twenties, and I don't remember much of it. Maybe
0: you did have no, but
1: it isn't no, but it's post-sex. It's post-sex. Cu- okay, okay. I was just you know what?
0: I don't want a yucky yum. Maybe it's for someone else. It sure as shit ain't for me. Well, don't but fucking don't mum. Don't... don't mama suckle titty. Shame, bitch.
1: I'm just well. Fuck you asked me on the fucking mic. Did, God damn. Did,
0: did, what do you think? Is it answer wrong? Incorrect. Wrong. Get out. Wrong. So did big come? I like that. I like the succinctity of it. That makes me feel. It makes me feel joyous. I like that he's able to express himself in that moment. Did because, ew, ew, I, sometimes I think, honestly, I really dislike I this is gonna sound fucked. Oh my god, I'm probably gonna get trouble for this. I really dislike making men that happy. Like I I'm not I'm not trying to be funny. It like actually thinking about men having sex with me, the reason why I haven't really been having sex lately is because I'm like, ew, I don't think men deserve to feel that happy from something that I've done. Like, that's why I don't make them come with hair. Like, I could, and I did before the jungle to practice, but am I going to? No, unless I'm in love with you, I'm not making you come with my mouth. And, like, even then, fuck you. Anyway, okay, is there a second one?
1: There's just simply nothing I should say to that. <laughs> um, and the second one is I slept with a guy, and he came really quickly. And he was kind of embarrassed about it. He was like, oh, I'm sorry. Like, that's not happened to me before. I don't know what's going on. And I was like, yeah, righto. Heard that one before. Um, anyway, he gets up immediately and walks out of my room. And I figured he was just going to the bathroom or something. And then I hear my front door close. And he had just, within 30 seconds of finishing, got up and walked out of my house. And I don't even know his name, so.
0: It's like he's a sim and he's and someone's like, okay, and now leave. And he's like walking into the wall. the thing, okay, well, that's fucked. I mean, you know, sometimes I can't help how fast I come. We don't shame for that. That's totally fine. What we do shame for is leaving immediately after the big come. He did big come. I know it's a different guy, but it's funny if we assume all men have said did, did big come after they've come. That's very fucking funny. I mean, he didn't say goodbye, he just, front door, that's like peak ghosting. That's like he literally disappeared in front of your eyes. Like, it wasn't like it was a slow ghost, it was like he literally, like, dissolved. Bye, bitch. Although, honestly, again, in the state that I'm in right now, I would, ew, men's, ew, hanging out with men after sex, ew, the risk of a mama, 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 Um, that's pretty fucked. Uh, please send me in your, uh, number if you... Also, guys, buy merch. I mean, not for any other reason than my poor agent is stocking it in his office. (laughs) Because initially, initially, uh, it was in my house, and then I moved to Sydney, so now my beautiful manager, Ben, has got it in his office. I'd really just like to get rid of it. But also, it's really cool, and I wear mine literally every day. So, um, do it for Ben, do it for me. I want to drop more mugs and stuff, but I'm also like really busy. So I'll do it later on. All right. Bye. Love you.